Hey guys, welcome to Minefields. It's a very special episode today. We've got Mr. Mach Oh Man. Say what's up, Mach. Ooh yeah, how you doing everybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's our he's uh he's our official uh, wrestling correspondent here. And we've got my best friend in the whole world, Colin Ward, on the back end there. What's up, brother? I'm great, man. I'm doing good. Uh I've sunburned the shit out of myself <laughs> the other day. Oh, I've been man. recuperating. Uh, you know, it's been an interesting week. But much you're in uh, you're in Vegas, ain't you? I am in Vegas. Yeah. How's it how's it been there this summer? You having a good time? You having what what, oh. you, what do you do for fun out there? Man, I'll tell you what, man, it's hot. Very, <laughs> very hot. I uh, try to stay in the air conditioning what I do. Well, we certainly appreciate you being a guest on the show today. Uh, we really want to focus on obviously the tides are changing right now and the there's the pink elephant in the room the the wwe the wbf and then we've got the upcoming uh new newcomer AEW going on and the reason reason why we want to focus on this is because obviously you've been a wrestler for a very long time i know you're retired and what we want to talk about is the fact that in order to stand the future you have to understand the past and where you, you emailed me some very poignant um subject matter that we need to go over in order to understand where AEW can go, where it shouldn't go, and, you know, or or even just, you know, some potential pitfalls. I mean, it's not all, I mean, we're, we're still in the honeymoon phase with AEW. It's, you know, when you first meet a girl and you fall in love and and everything she does is, is, is peachy keen until you move in with her and all of a sudden, you know, shit yep. starts happening. Been there, <laughs> done that. You totally are, understand that. Uh, one of the bullet points you brought up was WWE being a sinking ship. Tell me about that. And in my opinion, you know, uh, kind of like back when uh, when the uh, the war was going on, and uh, you know it was up and down, and uh, WWE was uh, uh, falling behind in the ratings, and uh, you know it's like that now, man. It's almost like. Uh, like I feel like, like WWE is um, is is the WCW, and what's happening is that. Uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. I'm gonna see how I can put this. Um, okay, like remember when when WCW was uh, was getting all of WWE's talent? Oh yeah, you know, and that's what was making. It was what was making WCW, uh, you know, popular. Totally. So now it's like, you know, everybody's coming over from WWE, coming over to AEW, and it's making AEW popular. You know, it's uh, everybody that uh, they got screwed over 
over WWE and they were, you know, let go or whatever the case, they're ending up, they, now they have someplace else to work, you know, and they're all going over there. And, and when somebody comes over there from, from WWE, it's exciting. You know, everybody, they know who they are and it's like, you know, they're happy to see them somewhere else. So it's almost like, you know, as WWE starts to, uh, uh, you know, let people, uh, out of their contracts or they don't renew their contracts or whatever, you know, that's bad for them, man. It's really like, uh, you know, it's like, it, it just reminds me exactly of what happened. You know, it's like uh, history repeating itself. Exactly. Exactly. And have, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the rag sheets uh, because I have to keep up with the rag sheets because I, I you got to understand that, I want to like WWE. I, I miss it. But at the same time, though, I feel like I have been in an abusive relationship for a really long time, giving them my, my money, and they're giving me shitty product. And all of a sudden, I've got an, a, a new girlfriend show up that, that's treating me right. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing <laughs> I shouldn't have been putting – I shouldn't have been putting up with any of that shit for a while. And they, they, and I read the rag sheets cause I'm just not going to put up with it right now. Cause I've got better product to look at. And, mm-hmm. and I read how like the, the, the writers are getting fired left and right. They're, they're not knowing what's going to happen hours before the show. Things get changed during the show. Um, they're hiring writers blind that if you go to the WWE website, there's actually a job posting for writing that specifically says, uh, knowledge of wrestling not required. Oh my God, that's tough, see that that right there. You're gonna ask me why do I think they're a stinking ship? That right there, man. I mean, like, okay, man. This is the kind of shit that gets me mad because first of all, you know, um, you know, th- this is something I used to hear all the time, and I knew people that got released from WWE, and uh, the reason that they were given was creative doesn't have anything for you. So we got to let you go to me. It's like, well, if creative doesn't have anything for you and, uh, they're supposed to be the ones that are uh, creative then maybe they should be the ones that are let go. You know what I mean? Not the good talent, man. You got talent that is, uh, you know, they just don't, they just don't know what to do with them. That's not the talent's fault. So, you know, you got these people in charge of uh, creative and their job is to come up with stuff and they can't come up with stuff. So, number one, yeah, they need to uh, hire people who are actually creative. And like you said about the writers, um, I mean, now I didn't even know that they were saying uh, that you on, on the ad that uh, you don't have to have any wrestling knowledge. That's, that's ridiculous. That right there just like pissed me off because it was bad enough that they were, um, they were hiring writers from, uh, you know, the writers of Seinfeld or the writers of uh, this sitcom or that sitcom. Exactly. Right. They know how to write. They, if they don't know wrestling, I don't think that anybody, I don't think anyone should be in a position of creative or writing that is not, in the wrestling business, you got all these great creative minds of <laughs> guys who can't wrestle anymore. You know what I mean? You can yeah, put, sure. yeah. you know what I mean? Like I mean, you, you put Jake, the snake Roberts in a position of, you know, uh, of writing or of, uh, or creative and, and watch what happens. You know what I mean? 
Right. I, I wonder because I kind of want to, I really want to agree with you in a lot of ways here. I think, you know, like I think I agree with you 89% here. I think that uh, there's a lot of, you look at these dudes and you're, you're going, okay, can these guys generate their own promos? Some of them can and some of them can't. I mean, Roman Reigns gets out there and doesn't exactly come off as uh, astute or articulate every time, but he can still deliver. And you get them and you get them to do what they need to do. I think the problem is the mentality that the WWE has doing all of these promos that last forever at the beginning of the show, at the end of the show or whatever, and not solving a lot of the concerns in the ring and probably not letting the talent do as much as they can in the ring, relying mm. too heavily on the writers. Well, here's my opinion. Like, okay, you know, I'm an old school guy. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, they didn't have uh, they didn't have writers writing. You know, you weren't following a script. Yeah. When you went out there and cut a promo, they'd say, okay, this is who, you know, this is who you're wrestling and uh, talk about SummerSlam and, you know, <laughs> totally make, you know what I mean? And like, and like, I mean, from, from my own, like from, you know, speaking for myself, if you put a script in front of me and tell me to go out there on live TV and try to make it believable, can't. But if you tell me exactly, you know, okay, you know what you're doing for SummerSlam and you know who you're wrestling and, you know, I, I just want you to, you know, talk about that and, um, you know, make sure that you mention this and make sure you mention that. Boom. Got it. Yeah. You know, and back in the day, yeah. everybody, you know, everyone was, was able to do that. And that's because they were, they, that they were just, that's, that was like one of the parts of the job. But I think, um, it, it's so different now. I mean, you know, you, you're putting scripts in front of guys and, 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 and they're actually fumbling on their words because yes. they're trying to remember a script. Oh my yep. God, Ronda Rousey was pretty yep. awful about that for the limited amount of time that she had to even crystallize her performance. I mean, so let me ask you this, and I mean, you 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 know or you don't know, I don't know. When did this change? When did when did writers come in? And I guess really, I kind of want to throw it out there. My my supposition is that if you're going to have a weekly TV show. And you've got two nights of programming per week. Do you have to rely on writers? Because it's all that these guys can do just f driving around from town to town and staying in shape and all of that. I mean, it, it, does that have anything to do with it? When did this happen and why did it happen? What's your, what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I can't even pinpoint exactly when, but I could tell you, um, um, you know, they started doing it and then they started giving certain people um, they started giving people uh, uh, creative freedom or whatever they call it. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, the rock was one of them. And, and he was like, look, let me just do my thing. And they let him and he made millions and the company made millions, um, you know, and yeah. their idea was this Rocky Maivia thing. That wasn't going anywhere. If they didn't give the rock the ball and say, okay, do what you want with it, there would be no rock. And same thing with Steve Austin. They brought him in and had him quiet and had him as a ringmaster and had, uh, you know, <laughs> Teddy Biasi speaking for him. And he said, look, 
I got this idea. Let me run with it. And, you know, Vince was like, okay, you know, exactly. Give you a chance. And they're not, they're not letting guys do that now. So who knows the, the untapped potential that some of these guys, I mean, Roman Reigns might, might be great if he, if they just let him speak his mind, let him do his own thing. I but, say, yeah. In September last year, when he went out, uh, when he, when he, put the title down and walked away to recover. I mean, that was the most honest I'd ever seen him. And that was coming straight out of his heart. I didn't see him flub his lines because there were no lines. You just get somebody out there to talk like who they are. It'll go a lot farther than playing a character because he's Mm -hmm. Joe. He was being Joe. You can't screw up being Joe, you know? Exactly. I think, I think I have a good idea of uh, not the exact answer to your question, Colin, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially Mach, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about Stone Cold. Now, let's talk about Stone Cold. Uh, from what I understand, the story was that he he went up to Vince in the parking lot and said, "Hey, I'm not getting over. This isn't me. You like, why do you keep cutting my promos?" And he's like, "You keep popping the guys in the in in the in the booth, man." And he's like, "Well, let 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 that stay. Like, stop cutting my my promos." And he's like, "I, I think I can turn myself up to 11." And really go with this. He's okay, Steve, let's try it. And then we fast forward a couple, maybe like a year later, when Stone Cold just, uh, he got popped in the mouth. He had to go to uh, the ER to get his lip stitched up during the King of the Ring 97. And he comes back and Michael Hayes tells him, Michael P. Hayes, by the way, uh, tells him, hey, Jake the Snake just cut a religious-based promo on on you. And, and he it lit a fire under his ass. And <laughs> he goes and he, he, he stomps the shit out of Jake the Snake. And then they're... Austin 316 never would have existed. Now, mm-hmm. fa- fast forward to after the Monday Night Wars when when WWE or F at the time uh, goes public in stock trading. And then he, it's no longer having to go. appease – it's no longer having to appease the people that are buying um, commercials uh, during Raw and SmackDown. You're having to appease shareholders. This is Marvel. Right. This is Marvel getting bought by Disney. This is DC being bought by 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 Warner Brothers. There's all these assholes. Yeah, you. There's too it. many goddamn cooks in the in the kitchen, <clears throat> and and now uh, Colin and I have had a hair up our ass to write for wrestling promotions. We really want to do that, and I'm a little bit. Kind of, I'm not. I haven't flip flopped, but I was listening to Y2J Chris Jericho on my Heroes podcast, and he was interviewing uh, one of the guys from System of a Down. And <clears throat> System of a Down, he's like, "Well, you had Rick Rubin producing you for years. What did he really do for you? Did he like write your songs?" He's like, "No, we wrote the songs. He just told us like, okay, move this here, and then say this here. He didn't do. That's all he did. He just helped us polish it." I don't want to be a writer anymore. I want to be a producer. I want this guy. I want someone to come. Uh, one of the boys backstage, like, "Hey, I've got a good idea for a promo or a character. How can I help me? Help me polish this." Yeah. Hell yeah, brother! Yeah. Let, let's let's sit down and work on this. Like, let's just do the bullet points. Which, well, from under, much, am, am I am I mistaken? From back in the day, you just had your bullet points of what you knew you were supposed to do, and you went out and you you, you executed it. Um, the best you can organically. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if you watch any of the promos from, you know, eighties and nineties, uh, it was, there was, you could tell there was no script and you could tell like guys would fumble, but, but it was like just them 
just them fumbling. It wasn't them like trying to remember. Um, but it, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, you, you got guys going out on live TV and they just, they're handed a script that afternoon and they're like, and they go through rehearsals and it's like, it's, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work, man. <clears throat> it's fascinating. I mean, it, it, this is live. This is, this is, you know, it's, there's a delay and everything, but it's live. And even Saturday night mm-hmm. live is the same thing, but I think this is, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a reality I had dinner with uh, one of the one of the art directors on Saturday Night Live several years ago while I was in New York doing a show. And she was uh, telling me about doing the digital shorts and they're doing the same thing on that program. You know, they don't they're altering things or tweaking things until the last minute. And uh, even those digital shorts, they have to get that thing filmed on. Maybe maybe they're still editing it until the last second before it airs on uh on on actual saturday night they might not even have creative until thursday at like 3 30 in the morning and they've got one day to get it all together and get it made and then somebody's got to edit it that, that's yeah. totally different but it's still kind of exactly the same thing uh i think there's a lot of stuff that's un- that's important what what more can you do when you do have more time but when you're racing around all over the country going from pittsburgh to cleveland to Indianapolis to, I don't know what, you know, Flint, <laughs> where, wherever you go from there. Now, uh, much, uh, one of your yeah. uh, other points we've, you have, you brought up that WD WWE is now the number two promotion already. I, I believe so. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, I've I disagree with that. I, um, I've heard, you know, like I can't, I, I haven't watched WWE. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know who's who's there, who's still there, you know, who's new. Um, I just hear things and I, you know, I'll come across something on Facebook or something like that. And um, it uh, it's it it's just I don't know. It, it just seems like uh, people are more excited about about uh, AEW. I, I think if there was and I think that there will be. If they're if the if the war starts back up and um and they're both on Monday nights and people are flipping back and forth, I'm telling you, man, it history is going to repeat itself. And um, you know, I think I, I've heard that people are canceling their subscriptions to uh, the WWE Network. Um, I hear a lot of people, you know, shitting on on WWE now because of uh, you know just because of how PG it is and um, mm-hmm. you know how the, the the superstars don't look like superstars and the matches are blah. And, you know, and then you look at AEW and it's basically what AEW is, is WWF put it like that. And oh, that is a, that is fucking killer analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I think, you know, when, when they did that whole, uh, that whole thing, get the F out, I think that the, yeah. F, the <laughs> F stood for, uh, fun you know what i mean it's like as soon as it <laughs> i would say um when you know once wwe um or once wwf became wwe and uh and all of a sudden it was like this uh you know publicly traded company and it, it was no longer a wrestling business it was just a business you know and and it was almost like vince and the whole team just were like okay this is a business it's about making money um so 
it, it was almost like um, they cared more about keeping the the shareholders happy, and they cared more about uh, keeping the uh, uh, the advertisers and everything. Um, it, it's like they stopped caring about about the fans. You know, they stopped caring about the wrestling part of the wrestling business. And um, in AEW, man, they're they're just. I mean, they've pretty much said it, you know, with the whole uh, that, you know, the whole attitude everything that, that they're talking about. They're they're doing what WWE stopped doing. And and nobody's happy with uh, with WWE since they stopped doing what they were doing. It's it's all uh, you know, it's it's too PG, man. It's it's yeah, you know, it's and yeah. I, I heard somebody. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, we no, agree. Like, yeah, yeah, we agree. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's like WWE. You know, they stopped doing the chair shots and the blood and this and that, and you know, and then AEW doing it, but they're not overdoing it. You know what I mean? They're not yeah, like, yeah, you know, but uh, but it's a little, it's more edgy. And basically, that was their whole. I, I believe, you know, I mean, uh, you know, when you when you look at a, uh, you know. Cody's uh Cody's belt that he was wearing that said uh attitude what was it attitude um adjuster or attitude adjustment destroyer uh, you something know like that and I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're bringing up Cody because you think that you you wrote that Cody is the savior of the business for the fans and talent I agree wholeheartedly because the reason I believe in AEW so wholeheartedly right now with only two shows under our belt is that it's made by wrestlers Four wrestlers and fronted the money is fronted by a guy that is completely fucking obsessed with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my mind, I, uh, like uh, being the smart mark that I am, the, the, the little things that I'm concerned with and the boys are concerned with, I don't we don't have to worry about. I, I, I'm I can in my mind, I, I never am going to have to worry that someone's not going to get their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Or that they're gonna have to work hurt or too hurt, or if they if they do get hurt, they're not gonna get punished and then lose their spot, regardless mm-hmm. regardless if they're being punished or while they're gone, someone gets over monumentally the way Kofi did uh, when Mustafa Ali got hurt. Uh, t- t- tell me more about why you think Cody is the savior uh, after my ramblings. Well, you know it's like. WWE was the only show in town, you know, and uh, and all the guys they had no choice but to work hurt and to be treated like shit, and you know, and it's like uh, I think I think AEW is is like a dream come true for anybody in the business. That I think they've I think even myself I've I've said it where um, it's like like I think every every wrestler at one point probably said, man, this, you know, it's a shitty business. Right. And the things that are shitty about it are, are all the things that Cody has changed. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. uh, you treating everybody equally, everybody's getting paid nice. Um, you know, they're, uh, it's just like, you know, it's not that cutthroat shit business that 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 it's been for so many years and um like I, all i could say is that if i 
if I was wrestling, I I would want to work for a company like AEW. If, you know, I got friends that are you know just getting into the business, and you know, um, and and they're good, and they're going to get called up eventually. And I told them, man, if you have a choice, uh, if you have a choice, go to AEW. That, that would be my yeah yeah good business sense. It's appropriate. It's uh, mm. it's 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 having. It's it's like having union backing without being in a union, you know. It's just like this is how it should be. Exactly, exactly, and and you know, and it pretty much is like a union. I mean, uh, you know, they're I, what they get medical uh, um, benefits. They get they get uh, right. Isn't there? Uh, don't they get like um, uh, basically everything that that was never in existence in oh, yeah. in the business before. Yeah. The only thing um, I can think of that they don't have guaranteed is the uh, stipend for travel. I still think that they might still have to pay. That's the one thing I haven't heard for certain that they're not going to have to worry about. I Honestly, I could live with that. You know, I mean, it, 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 it varies. You think about what the, the purse is for anybody's match. You know, they're not getting paid $500 for their last match with WWE like Moxley was, you know? that's That kind of stuff is just crazy. It's Wait, absolutely they were, insulting. They were paying them $500? They paid, yeah, they paid, uh, they paid uh, Dean Ambrose last match. They paid him $500. And yep. uh, then he went away and he became John Moxley instead, you know? And it's just, and, I get and it. See? That's a perfect example right there. WWE just shot themselves in the foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to, you know, you want to fuck with the talent. You want to try to, you know, make a fool of them and, uh, and, and humiliate them. All right. Well, I'll go somewhere else and people will just watch me over there. I'm telling you, man. I mean, the ratings have been, this is all the stuff that I'm hearing. The ratings have been shittier than ever for WWE. Oh, yeah. Worse than ever. Worse yeah, than absolute they, ever. I went to the SmackDown in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, a couple of months ago, and it was kind of ridiculous. There was, I got to say, when you have an arena where you're blocking off a quarter of it for the backstage and, uh, you know, the the area that's behind the the big display anyways, and then you've got another probably 30% that doesn't have anybody in it, the performers are facing cameras that have no, no audience around them. Oh um, my God! They are they're turning around. You know they're gesturing to the audience and everything, but the cameras are the only things in those sections. And that's uh, horrible. I think that's the way it was when I was in Oklahoma City last. And of course, I haven't seen. It. I haven't gone down to Dallas or Houston or any of the uh, other areas around here where anything might be going on. I don't know if they, I mean, if they did Wichita, I might be compelled to go check it out. I'd, I'd drive down to Dallas, but like, you know, it, it just depends. And it's like, yeah, you, you, you see fan iPhone or whatever, Android users, uh, people taking pictures of their experiences at these events. And yeah, they're not filling the place. They're not even, yeah. and then they're, they're blanketing off sections because they know they can't fill them. And it's just, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's distressing. And that's just, a, that's just a smackdown. I heard that, uh, um, what was it? Fastly? No, uh, um, oh, stomping grounds. grounds. Mm-hmm. Stomping yeah, grounds I mean, yeah. God, it was a pay-per-view when I heard that it was like empty. Yeah. They were offering, 
the week uh, the week beforehand they were offering uh, two for one tickets. Yeah. Yeah, and then I heard that they were giving away tickets, and that's a, it's funny because you know again it's like it's like karma, you know, uh, you know a few years ago when when you know when DX remember when DX uh, went over to uh, to the WCW show, uh, the you know, when they invaded, yeah, and uh-huh. and they were you know laughing about how uh, how the tickets for uh, for Nitro were free. <laughs> you know, and yeah. but you know what? Hey, now look, you know what I mean? They're doing the same exact thing. And that's why I said like WWE right now is the WCW, um, you know, back then. I mean, anybody when, can uh, fall on hard times is what it turns into. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it, there's just, there's been no, uh, no like revelation, no new thing that the WWE has done in in as long as I've been watching, I mean, I mean, what Joshua, you got me really turned on to it in what 2015 or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and I've been pretty consistent ever since. And um, I got, I love watching old matches and old events. You know, I got the Hardy Boys DVDs and the the uh, got yeah the Shield, all the you know, lots of things you just it's it just doesn't compare to what the feel if anything that's dvd quality nothing they're doing on a weekly consistent basis is is matching up to that and they got to change it they've got to they've got to and that's the thing i think they're figuring it out they're working on it i think that there are new ideas but they have to implement something and see what's going to stick and uh crazily enough the only thing that seems to be working right now out of all the stuff that they've got in the pantheon of superstars is our truth being the 24 <laughs> seven champion. <laughs> like that's yep. the one that's really over with everybody right now. And that's, that's defeating, Gosh. that's defeating last year with, uh, or that's defeating Becky Lynch. That's defeating uh, the, the business that, 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 that contrived BS of, you know, we loved Ronda Rousey and th- at WrestleMania 35, and then we don't care about her anymore suddenly. And she's gone. And uh, yeah. it's just, you know, what can you put in front of us that's going to do it anything? Isn't it one of your bullet points did talk about, like, dragging out old old guys, right? Oh, yeah. See, now here's... Let's here's talk a, about that if we could. Okay. So, back in the... Uh, again, back in the 90s, what they did was they were... Uh, Vince was pretty much making fun of the old guys, the dinosaurs, and, you know, Hulk Hogan and, uh, and, and Randy Savage and, uh, you know... And saying it's the uh, the new generation, right? And, and the new yeah. guys were coming in, and you know, making fun of all these old dinosaurs. And then all the old dinosaurs went over to WCW. Well, people started watching those old dinosaurs over at WCW. Yeah. And uh, and and it's just funny, you know. Like years later, every time that the ratings go down, uh, what do they have to do to get the ratings up? They have to bring back one of the old dinosaurs that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. these are the guys that you, uh, you know, you were like kicking out and, and making, making room for, uh, for new talent. And, um, but you know, the only way for them to save the day is by bringing somebody back. Oh, the undertaker is going to come back. You know, uh, Shawn Michaels is going to come back. And, uh, you know, I mean, people are making appearances, you know, uh, just, 
it's, you know, guys that are retired. I mean, you know, Shawn Michaels retired. And the next thing you know, he's, he's wrestling in Saudi Arabia, Undertaker's wrestling. He should, I, oh, I don't, freaking Goldberg for crying out loud. Yeah, and exactly. ruining it, I mean, messing up so bad, screwing up mm, the whole show. It's like they know that they can't, uh, they know that they can't sell out arenas by, with the, the guys that, that they have now. You know, it's yeah. sad. You know, the only thing, you know, it, I mean, they're talking about uh, they want Stone Cold Steve Austin to make an appearance. I mean, that's that's them pretty much saying, man, we need they they know they know that they're not gonna asses are not gonna be in those seats for uh, for the new talent that, like like it was back in the nineties. You know, yeah. I, I feel like it's. Hello? Are, you, are you filling up your car? What's the no? What are you doing? Oh, Joshua? sorry. No. Oh, that was me. I was drinking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, <laughs> no, you're fine, man. I thought, sorry thought about jo- that. I thought Joshua I dropped something. Oh. No. Uh, let, let, let's say you were really into Motley Crue and, you know, um, Def Leppard, and then all of a sudden it's 1996 or let's say 94 and corn shows up and in 99 slipknot shows up and you're like, what the hell is this sort of thing? And mm. if you were those bands, not a fan of those bands, if you were like Def Leppard and all of a sudden slipknot shows up, you know, like, this is noise, this is bullshit. This is not music. I think that's how WWE Vince is treating the new guard is like, ah, oh, fuck these guys. Like we don't, wow. we can destroy them. We can buy them. We, we can what buy them up. Really? Like, you know, who who cares about Slipknot? You know, Molly Crew sold out a million fucking you know Japan, Russia. But Slipknot comes around and you're not worried about him, and then next thing you know, you've got a problem, mm-hmm. and and then you start you start panicking. And what do men that are desperate and panicky do? They make mistakes. Yeah, that's true. They make mistakes, and now they're bringing in uh, Bischoff and Paul Heyman. Heyman's heading Raw. Bischoff is heading uh, SmackDown, which makes no fucking sense to me because, like, well, eight, ten years ago, or maybe a little bit longer, they had Bischoff come in and take over Raw, and that never worked out. And then the no. the, 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 the I don't the know show- though. I think I think Paul Heyman running things at Raw. Every time they've got a bad guy character running stuff. Over there, even Baron but, Corbin, who it's really, is really hard to do. Is he really running anything? No, or of is course it just, he's not. But like, no, well, idea, you, you can know. play with that. That's 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 that is fodder for the writers to do something. And, you know, Paul Heyman can deliver on his lines. Well, I think, you know, Paul Heyman, uh, the character mm-hmm. is is great. You know, I mean, like nobody could do promos like him, but right. If you had somebody like Paul Heyman, um, you know, the actual person behind the scenes running the show, you know, writing or whatever, he's a fucking genius. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's well, he's beloved, too. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's everybody's he's I think he's everybody's best friend there. I think if he if he could wrestle, he'd be doing it. But he knows he can't. So he he fought for the opportunity to be that character. (laughs) And he's also hated. He's also hated. Yes, he's also uh, a lot of people don't like like him. Like uh, when I hear paychecks bouncing, I think Paul Heyman. 
<laughs> I think Paul Heyman, and then in in regards to what our entire conversation is about earlier, what I said, I I, I do not imagine a paycheck from uh, uh, Tony uh, from uh, Jacksonville Jaguar money to bounce. Oh yeah, yeah. to bounce. Um, uh, another thing, Mach, you brought up earlier. Um, well, in in your notes here, uh, bringing in the the old talent, and you, you we we talked about it briefly a minute ago. But then how, what do you think about how they're offering gigantic contracts to people in WWE to stay for fear that they're going to go to AEW? Well, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that uh, uh, wasn't it just like a few months ago that WWE was saying, like, uh, they don't have any competition and, you know, uh, Triple H making a making a joke. Uh, That's a uh, T-shirt company. <laughs> he, he called it a pissant t-shirt company yeah yeah well turns out that that pissant t-shirt company you know uh is putting some fear into wwe you know what i mean it's like they first they're saying that there's no competition but now all of a sudden they want to they want to scoop up all the talent so they don't go there mm-hmm. you know sounds like fear to me you know and uh and, and people are going over there. And I'm going to tell you, man, in my honest opinion, and I hope this does happen, and, and I'm telling you, like, this is going to be the beginning of the end. They're doing that show in Chicago, and if CM Punk shows up there, forget about it. The, the fucking the wrestling world is going to it's going to explode. If they get Punk, that is going to be the nail in the coffin. I, yep. just, I hope he's healthy enough to be able to do anything and he can stay healthy. I know he's got major neck issues and... All kinds of other problems, right? You know what? Even if, if does he, that even no, I, even if like okay, just imagine this: they're they're in Chicago, and at some point during the show, you hear his music. Oh fuck! It. That's all you need. Yeah, the crowd's gonna fucking go nuts, and all he's gonna do is cut one of those promos, man. Which to me, that pipe bomb was one of the best promos ever. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then again, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, WWE couldn't couldn't make him happy, so he left, and you know, they <laughs> they make fun of him and this and that. Now he's gonna go and, um, you know, he's gonna show up there, and that's gonna like, just nobody's gonna be talking about WWE after that happens. Yeah, no, yeah, if if that. If that music hits, a cult of personality hits, mm-hmm. all he has to do is walk in, walk to the middle of the ring, eyeball everyone, and then walk away. He oh, man. Have a, he doesn't even yeah. have to say a fucking word. That's just like and, Mock showing up at the end of uh, Double or Nothing and, and wrecking no, the place is, for a this second. Is, this is, this is, it, it's all anybody will be talking about knowing that the opportunity presents itself for a future of really great Mock showing up, Mock showing up was great. It was phenomenal. But if CM Punk shows up it, in Chicago, where you can't, they, they they can't mute the crowd well enough when all they hear is CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. the place yeah. is gonna go fucking crazy. It, it'll yeah, be like God showing up. Especially <laughs> since like nobody, nobody has uh, has seen CM Punk. You know, he has. Uh, it's not like I mean when uh, when Moxley showed up. Um, it was a, you know, it was huge, but people kind of suspected that he was gonna, and you know, they, they just saw him like last week on WWE, but nobody has seen CM Punk 
You know what I mean? So it's like for him to just come out of nowhere, it's going to, yeah, I think that that pop is going to be, I I personally, I want to see that. That's, uh, would you say it would be noteworthy? Would it be noteworthy? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I love understating like, uh, things. <laughs> yeah, that's the understatement of the uh, universe, man. But that, see, that's that what I'm saying, man. There's like exciting things to, uh, you know, to look forward to, man. Everybody else is thinking the same thing. It's in Chicago. And then like the little, you know, uh, <clears throat> they're just, uh, they're speculating that. And I'm and come on. I mean, they got the money to pay them. Oh, yeah. It, you know? And and especially since he hates WWE, of course he's going to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. But he's he's dropped a few hints that because uh, people are like, hey, you're going to disappoint us like uh, every other time. He's like, yeah, I won't be there. But you never know. He he he's friends with the Bucks. He was backstage, at, and at, they were doing uh, like Starcade. There was a big deal like a uh, meet and greet thing in, in Chicago before All In that CM Punk was there signing autographs. Like he's not abject oh. to be, to be around it. Uh. He, he's, he's on the direct phone line for the bucks and Cody and they just got to make it. I don't think it's even the purse to him. I think he just wants to be happy as an artist. Cause I mean, the guy writes comic books. I mean, he, yeah. he wants to expand himself. The guy came from nothing living on his friend's couches, um, alcoholic druggy family. I mean, He's come from nothing. He's got the money. Make him happy. Get like, and I think AEW can do it. And much man, uh, when that happens, we're all gonna be on the horn, just screaming. <laughs> man, I'll tell you, I think you know, like you said, it's not about the money. Um, but I think uh, the money doesn't doesn't hurt. I know that they'll pay him well, and uh, for him to get the chance. I mean, okay, imagine this, you know. His music hits. He comes down. He's got a microphone in his hand. He sits down Indian style in the middle of the ring and just starts bashing the fuck out of WWE. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, he's it's even better than anything I could think of. I you know if, his, if his microphone was a prop pipe bomb. I mean, that would, <laughs> that would be not bad. You know, I mean, I'm sure that he's got a whole lot of things to say about uh, Mr. Polovec. I think. Um, yeah. I think he doesn't need to wrestle. All he needs to do is cut a promo the way he did when he did that pipe bomb and just let it out. And um, I'll tell you, man. There will be a lot of low blows. Oh, my God. (laughs) The shit he's probably going to say. I mean, I know it's going to happen. I know that that's – I see that happening. uh, I mean, uh, you know, AEW knows how (laughs) – like they're they're thinking it just like we're thinking it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, they're sitting around a table going, I'm "Yeah, we gotta get him." <clears throat> Let's get Philip over here. You think mm. they call him Phil? You think you think that uh, Matt or they, Nick they call, call him up and they're like, "Hey, Phil," or do you think they're like, "Hey, Punk, this is what we're doing." Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> calls. Like, it's funny in wrestling. I don't think anybody calls anybody by their real name. I think you know That's they refer cool. to him as Punk. You know, nobody calls uh, Undertaker Mark. They call him Taker, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Triple H, they, they they call him Hunter. Like, nobody nobody has a real name in wrestling. <laughs> they just even have in the indies. Even in the indies here with the, the local guys, I, I know their real names, but we don't – it's not that I don't dare call them by their real name. I simply call them, you know, their, their, their real – you know, their, their, their ring name, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Legit. Legit. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the only person that should be referring to them, um, because that's how you know them as that character. So it's like, you don't know them on a personal level, like, uh, you know, like their family. I mean, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, Undertaker's, uh, uh, family doesn't call him Taker, you know? <laughs> it just doesn't but, seem to have the same... Yeah, I just can't see Thanksgiving being a lot like that, you know? I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. If uh, <laughs> Undertaker was my uncle, I would be, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, Taker, yes, Taker. <laughs> Please don't kill me in my sleep. <laughs> but I think it's, it's you know, it's like a respect thing, too. It's like, you know, um, you, uh, you call them by their their work name. I mean, that's, you know, when you're, yeah. uh, it's almost like, I don't know if you're, if you're in an arena, I, I think the only, you know what? I can't even say that, man. Uh, even, even the guys that are like, um, like really tight, really good friends, you know, I think they still refer to each other in their, in their work name. I mean, I, when I was, when I was working, I, I didn't even know some of my best friend's names. Honestly, and I, and I, later on, I'd find out. Oh shit, that's your real name. I thought that was your work name. You know, like oh yeah, right on. Uh-huh. You know, people would call me by. There was people that didn't know my real name at all. When I told them, they're like, "Oh, seriously, your name's not." You know, I'm not going to divulge who I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah. So it's kind of it's it's a whole uh, like the wrestling world is a whole different world. You know, we got our own. We got our own names our own nicknames our own uh, terminology our own um you know language yeah, do you think do you think that uh, AEW is going to hurt the indies because uh right now we've got just you know the big name WWE but we've we have the alternatives to Ring of Honor in New Japan we've got Rocky Mountain Pro there's Arizona there's Hollywood uh there's bar wrestling do you think AEW is going to hurt that sort of arena in terms that people are going to pay more attention to AEW than they are to fledgling talent? No, because what they're doing, um, for what I understand, is they're kind of like, you know, working together. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, like the guys that are working for AEW, for example, uh, didn't um, didn't Moxley go to Japan like right after? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep. So. It's like they're allowed to do other things and they and they cross promote and they do things. And uh, um, it's almost like territories are coming back. That's what I feel is happening where, um, you know, they'll go over here for some time. They'll defend the belt over there. They'll come over here. Um, Al Snow is doing some great things with OBW, too, where he's doing that. It's becoming like a territory thing. I know that uh, um, he uh, he sent uh, a couple of his guys down here i was on a show here in vegas and uh and he sent uh his uh the tag team champ well i think you know he sent the women's champ and and the heavyweight champ i believe um to defend those titles here and then uh and then you know their uh, the promotion from here sent a couple guys to OVW and you know they're they're trading talent back and forth and basically that's that's a territory thing you know it's just like back in the old days man it's like everyone's everyone's working together now you know what I mean like I mean what Vince did was great for the business you know what I mean but right. at the same time you know it there were you know he pretty much bought out all the territories you know what I mean 
Yeah. But yes, uh, so now it's like it, everything is coming back around, man. Everything is like the wrestling, the wrestling business is becoming better. And both as a fan and somebody that, that was in the business, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's, you know, what's happening. I mean, big, I mean, uh, I mean, wrestling here in Vegas is hot again. You know, I tell you, I was, uh, I was at a show, uh, this past, um, Saturday, um, where they did, uh, what was it? Um, natural born killers, uh, you know, um, nice. Frank Mir and, uh, uh, basically what it was, was like an MMA, MMA versus, uh, MMA versus, um, pro wrestling. So they were doing like matches like that, where it was a wrestler versus an MMA guy, but you know, it was a work. It was, you know, yeah. but, uh, but people Look. knew the names and everything. And, um, at the end of the show, you want to talk about a surprise. Um, John Moxley came out. No shit. Tiny Whoa. little show. And um, him and Kevin Cross went at it. And uh, Killer Cross, whatever. Uh, I got to tell you, man, Like I didn't know he was there. I, I stopped by because I, I, I go over there. Like, the, the place, it's, a, it's the FSW Wrestling School, but they do shows there. And uh, the place was jam-packed. And I always stop by because I, I actually go down there a couple times a week and kind of put my two cents in and help the, the kids and stuff like that. Um, and uh, and I train there myself and I've worked for that promotion myself. So I just stopped by to see, you know, see some people and see what was going on. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know he was there. And when he came out, man, that fucking place went nuts. And the match that they had. um it, it was unbelievable, man. It was fucking awesome. Seriously, like, I was. Uh, you guys got to check it out. It was. It was Dude, called uh, intense. Yeah, natural, uh, natural born killers or something like that. It was. Uh, I'm uh, look it up you'll, right you'll now. Find it. Yeah, uh, FSW. It was at the FSW school. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think I think it was a uh, Frank Mir and. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Boston Aries. They they put it together. It looks like you can watch it on. Uh, I mean, I just pull pull it up and it, there it is. You can watch it. It's a uh, can't possibly be as long as it says it is. But uh, yeah, it says John Moxley just showed up at FSW in Las Vegas to wrestle Killer Killer Cross. Yeah, yeah there's a real nice uh, there's a real nice shot. Man, that's that's kind of. That's that's the beauty of having a kick-ass talent like that living in your town, you know? I mean, you mm-hmm. can run into – I know you said you ran into him in a lot of different places, and he's a pretty, yeah. pretty fun guy, pretty chill guy that you can talk to and everything. But, like, the opportunity to just have that dude walking around and everything because he's, he's completely over. Not everybody's going to get over the way he's over, and it's just, you know, a lot of things – you know, a lot of a lot of things had to crystallize to get to that point. But yeah, that's it's just neat to be able to to uh, to see a guy that's like, yeah, I'm way up here right now, but I'm still gonna come out and do some do some uh, local shit because this is my town. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, the crowd went nuts, and I mean, they really, I mean, they put on a really good match. I mean, it was they, this shit looked believable, man. It was like it was good, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm critical about things that I see, you know, and I loved it, man. It was, it was like, 
they looked like they were fucking beating the shit out of each other, man. Wow. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, Josh Barnett's blood sport that he did in New York before Mania, which was like MMA with wrestlers. I think he went up against uh, uh, Jesus, uh, Minoru Suzuki, and it was a bloodbath. It was it was like the, the video of it was like, how is this happening? Obviously, it still work. But that's going on like just regular on, on the reg on, on, in, in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a. I think it was like a first time thing they, they were just kind of a <clears throat> they just came up with that concept and um so you had like mma fans there you had the fsw you know wrestling fans there and you know everybody you know it kind of it crosses over man a lot of a lot of wrestling fans are mma fans a lot of mma fans are wrestling fans and i mean it it, it drew a huge crowd i mean it's not a big place and that place was so fucking packed oh that's awesome yeah, watch the video, oh, man. I'm telling you, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit, that was fucking." Dude, awesome. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's right there. Dude, I'm I'm pissed. You didn't tell us you were going. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, I I didn't even like. I didn't think that it was gonna be uh, like a, a a big deal. You know what I mean? I I was just anytime there's something in town, I stop by. You know, mm-hmm. so I just kind of like dropped in, not even knowing like what it, you know how big of a deal it was and I got there and the parking lot's full and I'm like what the fuck you know and um, it, it just you know I, I thought I was just going to stop in say hi to a few people and, and that was that but it was uh, it was nothing like what I expected now uh, let, let's move on before we move on to Fighter Fest and, and just go over some of our favorite matches because uh, I, I know Mox you wanted to go over the Moxley with Janela and Omega Bucks Pentagon Junior Phoenix and Laredo Kid but before we get to that I, I want to explore a couple different possibilities here when it comes to AEW are there as as a wrestler is there anything that you can think of that they need to avoid or some possible pitfalls from I mean, like, obviously they're on the rise to the top right now, but is there from someone that's been in that environment and, and been around people that have had that sort of hubris, not, not, not cocky assholeness, the hubris is a different thing. Uh, when they know they've got it, is there anything you think they need to avoid? I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I think, I think they already know what to avoid and, and they're doing a really good job. I don't think, I think, Honestly, as long as they don't do anything that um, <clears throat> if they don't do anything that WWE is doing now, and they keep on doing things that WWE did do when it was when it was good, yeah, I think they're on the right track, and, and that's what that's what's making it so so awesome. It's because it's like it's like watching WWF. I mean, everything from it's just it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like <clears throat> you. Uh, you hear the ring announcer, and it's uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The, that's com- the the ring announcer. Um, uh, Roberts. His last name. What's his name? The the ring announcer. Oh, uh, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. You so, you know, you hear his voice, and then you hear Jim Ross's voice, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't know who was doing commentary with Jim Ross, but he he, he almost sounded like Michael Cole to me <laughs> and um you know so like when you're watching it you're hearing all these familiar voices and 
and that brings like an old feel back to it. You know what I mean? You you feel yeah. like you're watching, you feel like you're watching WWE when it was cool. You know? Yeah, it, it really did feel like that because I, I remember I was watching, I was rewatching with my girlfriend last night. And I said something out loud, and then Jim Ross and, and or Excalibur immediately said like something extremely similar, like, "Oh, we're on the same fucking wavelength." That 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 just like just kept that specialness part of it. Like, okay, so they think what I think. Like, mm-hmm. we're we're a team. Like, I'm I'm part of this. I might might have only just been watching it for free on Fighter, uh, you know, on Bleachport.com, but like, this is something important. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to uh, AEW. I want to just go down the the card real quick and do a little bullet points of my own because I really just uh, want to focus on the uh, match between Moxley and Janela and Omega Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros and uh, Laredo Kid. Uh, pre-show was decent. Uh, best friends defeated SCU. Uh, well, the two other members of SCU that weren't Christopher Daniels, uh, you know. Um, God, I'm, I'm spacing like it's, I'm just so excited just talking to you guys. Uh, I'm just Scorpio. so much fun. Scorpio Sky and and Private Party. Now, Private Party, that those guys are an anomaly. I wanted these guys to win, but they 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 couldn't win yet. Like they weren't enough over with the boys yet to win, but they put on a killer fucking match. They did some moves that just blew my mind, like the the the, the silly string. Uh, like it, it, if you can imagine, silly string is a wrestling move. That's what they fucking did. Uh, the librarians <laughs> came out. The librarians came out, and um, big big mark for for Leva Bates, and uh. it it didn't it didn't get over, but. They the crowd still was ready to support it, even though they weren't liking what they were seeing, and they showed their support by their chants. I mean, uh, Leva keeps shushing everyone, and the crowd keeps saying, "We can't read." Like there were some of the best, uh, the the best uh, chants I've heard in in forever. Uh, oh, and, the program was loaded with that. Yeah, and uh, somebody was shitting on Leva's uh, Instagram the other day about how this needs to end, and I'm thinking like, hold on, I, I messaged her like. It doesn't matter if this is over or not. What matters is that you've got the talent and that you're showing A-Dub, Tony Khan, you're showing the Bucks, Cody, who, who doesn't, you know, the, the big wigs, that you're going to put something over whether it's shit or not. And it was it was still a great match. Uh, Michael Nakazawa uh, defeated uh, Chibaley, and he's he's one of the, the heads of the, the guys that was running Fighter Fest and the software company, that sort of thing. And they did a really good job. It was it was a fun match. Um Christopher Daniels now uh, with SEMA, one of his old school friends from way back in the day, and they put each other over. SEMA obviously won, but what stands out to me is Christopher Daniels is 49 years old. Is he? Yes, he is. And I I know he's been around forever, but holy shit, I didn't know he was. Man. Yeah, he's 49. He's 49 years old, and that's what I wanted to ask you in particular. Um, is there anything that you that pops out in your mind that, like, once I said that, that sticks out that you'd want to talk about? Well, I mean, he's 49. I didn't know that. Um, and, uh, you know, Jericho is close to 50 or not 50, right? Oh, uh, he's somewhere. Like, he, he's almost 50. I think he's like, well, maybe he's like 52 or something like that. I, I've seen it a few yeah, times. Do you really? I've heard it. I've heard a few different numbers. Keep talking. I'll look it up. He's 48. Um, 48. Dustin, uh, he's he's 50, I believe, right? He was like 18 when Cody was born. Yeah. Um, That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's 50. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't, I, per, I don't understand it. I don't know how, I mean, it's unbelievable to me because they, they haven't, they've actually gotten better. I don't know. I don't know how their bodies, um, could, could handle it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't wrestle for like half as long as them. I didn't have a, a schedule like them. And, and I have a, a problem with my back from, you know, I, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's body is different. Everybody, you know, uh, uh, ages differently or whatever, but the, yeah. the, the, I mean, those guys should not be able to do what they do. Um, it's just like, it's, 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 it's like, it's mind boggling. Well, I mean, that you'd look at Kurt Angle and why you got to stop at some point. I mean, like 50, that's just got to be it. Kurt Angle is 50 and he yeah. stopped really in ring performances, you know, wrestling at 36. And, uh, but, but, but even then, he's had injuries that some guys have not oh, yeah, sustained. Uh, broken freaking neck. I mean, Monchi, you've got a bad back. And obviously, one thing I really appreciate about you is that you're taking care of yourself. And you, you don't want to be 50 and waking up hurting and not just from your knees. And that's 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 something I really appreciate out of you. And I know, obviously, if you could wrestle right now, you would. But the, the fact that you have taking the, the amount of self-respect in yourself to take care of yourself. That just speaks volumes. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's different, but I could tell you that, um, you know, a few months ago, my back, um, out of nowhere, both my legs, it was, uh, like nerve, nerve pain. Um, uh, like all of my nerves were pretty much, um, uh, constricted and I couldn't walk. And it was the most, excruciating pain that I've ever felt in my life. Like, I mean, I lit literally could not walk. I was like crippled and, and I, you know, I went to physical therapy and was doing the DDP yoga actually here at home. And I, you know, was just like, I can't, I can't like, I didn't know if I was going to be uh, stuck like that. I didn't know if I was going to need surgery. It was scary. And I think when something like that happens, you got to be smart because I don't ever want to feel that pain again, you know? Wow. So I, I, I don't even think about ever trying to, uh, I mean, I even got to be careful in the gym too. There's, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not 20 anymore and I definitely, uh, can't do things. You know, you, I mean, you have to be, you have to just like be realistic, you know? Right. So, yeah, I, 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 but then again, I mean, these guys have had major, uh, injuries. So it's like, I just, that's why I don't get it. It's like what I went through, I can't imagine ever like, you know, putting myself at risk to feel that again. And, and then you got like, you know, guys like Shawn Michaels, who was like out, you know, he had the back surgery, he had a few back surgeries. He was out for like seven years. He comes back and it was like, he was doing moonsaults off the top uh, to the outside. And it's like, how, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't put themselves it. in harm's way in these. And I mean, you think about, you think about how, you know, how I, I feel like the same thing, you know, how, how long does it take to recover from anything? The older I get, and I'm not really putting myself in that much harm's way. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, any, any little thing, it just takes that, it just takes so much longer to heal. Well, wonder, but the, we, the thing that amazes me, man, it's like, you know, you got like, uh, like Triple H, you know, he, you know, completely tore his quad and he, he you know, he, uh, he was out for like eight months and, and then, you know, he went right back to wrestling and it was like, I mean, like he didn't even have a limp, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like how to I just and I I don't think of myself as being a pussy or anything like that. I think I could put up with a pretty good amount of pain. Um, but man, I I just when I see guys coming back from certain things and not even like <clears throat> not even showing any signs of being in any pain. You know, it's like what, are they are, are they not human, <laughs> you know? Right? And uh, one of the things that uh, you, we wanted to talk about was that hardcore match. That that was a lot of pain those guys went through. That wasn't just one bag of tacks. That was two. Oh my god! That was two. When what did you think? And, and guys, obviously we're we're talking about Moxley versus oh, Janela. We're jumping way ahead. Yeah. So, sorry, we we we've got to talk about these two matches because those are the most important ones. Uh, what was going through your mind, Moch, when Mox was taking off Janela's socks? Uh, well, I think the crowd, if I wasn't mistaken, was the crowd saying, fuck. Yes. They said, you, you said fuck. And he like, like bows for a second. Yeah. And they, yeah. Well, that about sums it up. I mean, uh, um, yeah, that they did some shit in that match. Um, that, yeah, you sick fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've I've met John Moxley and the nice guy, but you could also tell that even like out of character, he ain't somebody you want to piss off or fuck with or you know you know he's got a <laughs> you know I, I could just tell like uh, like there's a there's a very demented side to him I would I would imagine I don't know yeah. you know but uh, because there's there's something very realistic about him in the ring. You know what I mean, and uh, and and I've seen some of his stuff from uh, CZW. So believe yeah. me, oh, that no match kidding. that you guys saw, that was like that. That wasn't anything with the yeah. tags and everything. We were right. talking about that uh, beforehand. You obviously you've seen where he where what they put that saw on his head from CZW, yeah. mm-hmm. and there was like twenty people in the crowd. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like you know, you can't be wrapped too tight if you're doing that. You know, I'll tell you what. When I was when I was wrestling um, in the Indies, I had an opportunity to go work for CZW, and I didn't really know much about it. And I uh, did a little research and looked up the promotion and what they do. And I said, "Fuck no!" <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want Seriously, man. I'm like, you know, I mean respect to the guys that do it and everything, but I wasn't about to, you know, again, sometimes you got to be, everybody has a different idea of what, you know, what smart is or whatever. Um, but when I saw some of that shit and knew that it was going to be in front of 20 people and I was going to get $20 and a hot dog, I said, fuck that shit. Yeah. You know, like I, my, my dream was to make it to WWE and I don't, I didn't feel like, like I had to do that to make that happen. As a matter of fact, I thought by me doing that, I may not even make it even to my car. <laughs> right. You know, so I still go can't get that. over one of those matches we watched. They just bundled a bunch of fluorescent tubes 
They're just throwing each other through fluorescent light bulbs. Yeah. Just I mean, terrifying. I hate to say like, uh, but you know, in a lot of ways I feel like, uh, like CZW was a, just a very backyard, you know, oh, wrestling yeah, totally. promotion. And, and I'm not a big fan of backyard shit. Um, but, you know, who would have thought that a mega star was going to come out of doing that? You know, I mean, even the Hardy boys were like, you know, uh, bouncing around uh, on a trampoline in their backyards and this and that. And, you know, um, so, I mean, but, but yeah, that, that hardcore shit that uh, where Boxley came from, he just kind of never really thought that, you know, that he'd be such a top guy now, you know? Yeah. Did you, how did you feel about it as a wrestler, as a hardcore match? I mean, uh, was it executed well? Um, was it too over the top? Um, was there any spots in particular that you really enjoyed? Um, you know what I liked about it is that it, it, it was hardcore as fuck, but yet it, it wasn't like a bloodbath. You know, they, yeah, didn't, yeah. they didn't need to. They didn't need to blade the shit out of themselves in order for them to get the reaction. And that, that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, you know, they could have, but it's almost like the fans, you couldn't get more out of them than, than what you, they, they were loving it. You didn't need to do that. Nobody was disappointed because they didn't see a whole lot of color. There's so many gimmicks that they can pull that bar. I mean, I've, I'm not, I'm not dissing anything that they did. Cause I think that there was a whole lot of realism there, you know, doing, doing a ton of thumbtacks. Is a is a whole different thing than like the the barbed wire, even though it's the same thing. But like, I mean, I've never seen prop rubber thumbtacks, but I've seen prop barbed wire, and uh, their clothes were sticking to that stuff. So yep. even if even if you only did it in so many places, I could still see it because if you're gonna go through the whole business of doing tacks, then then do the barbed wire too. I mean, I, I was frankly a little bit amazed that they weren't more thrashed, but you could see some serious scrapes coming off of uh, off of Moxley when he got back into the ring after he'd been stuck to that stuff. And yeah. um, as much well, as I love the uh, the recip saw from that CZW stuff, we know that was a, a rubberized one and it reopened a wound. I mean, like there's there's a techni- it's technical. Because it's 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 professional stuntman work as much as it is anything else. And it's like, I I just I'm just I look at it and I'm like, there's definitely a way to do these gimmicks to to make it work. And you know, the glass. And you know what? I don't want to see glass, man. Glass freaks me the fuck out. I don't want to see people falling into glass. But if, I wouldn't. Put if it any past fans, them. if any fans have a problem with it and saying, oh, that wasn't you know wasn't real tax or it wasn't real, you know, it's like. Well, when you're watching a movie, you know, the, the, what you see isn't real either, but you're watching it for entertainment. Precisely. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So if, if they're not real texts, you may believe that they are and you react to it as if they were. That's you know? the point. You don't Acting s- is reacting. Yeah, yeah. You don't sit in a movie theater and go, oh, he didn't really fall from there. You know, no, yeah. you're watching it because you want to believe that that he did, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah, any of that could have been fake, and it wouldn't have mattered. You're right. I mean, just it's right. just too. It just you're already you're already watching the young bucks flip around all over the place, like like we talked about last time, and going, does this does this technically 
stand a chance of defeating somebody in real combat, you're willing to put that aside because you want to see the crazy moves and what these guys can pull off with their agility. But yeah, exactly. No, I totally dig what you're saying. Joshua, what were you going to say? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, uh, I wanted to ask Mach, uh, as a wrestler, how did you, how did you, did you see anything we didn't see? Like, uh, like for example, we, we we've talked about this a few times on the podcast before. When John um, uh, Johnny uh, Morrison Nitro whatever was going up against the belt and Impact with uh, Brian Cage, Brian Cage got hurt immediately in that in, in, in a botch move, and he took care of him enough through the match to, for him to finish the match. Is there any? And, and I saw like just being someone that pays attention to that sort of stuff, but I've never been a wrestler when he, uh, Johnny was like talking and he's got him in a headlock, but you see him like talking into his elbow. Only cage could hear. And you see him nod for a second. Like, like I imagine him saying like, yeah, I can, I can do this. And Lance storm was actually officiating that match. And that match would have had the X thrown up if it wasn't for storm trusting these guys to finish it. Now, now that being said, is there anything you saw as a wrestler of these guys taking good care of each other, not good care of each other? You think that uh, as a performer point of view, as the boys taking care of each other, was anything uh, misused or did you think they took good care of each other? Is there anything you saw? I'm sorry. There's like 10 questions in that. <laughs> um, really? Like, I mean, if I sat down and, um, and really like studied it, I could probably pick something apart. Um, I watched it as a, as a fan, you know, I, I try to, I try to, whenever I watch wrestling, I try to watch it as a fan and, and then I'll go back and I'll watch it as somebody who is, you know, that knows the, the ins and outs, you know what I mean? So I try to just try to watch it in, in, you know, two different, I, I, sometimes I'll watch it a lot of different ways. I'll watch it without sound. Um, I'll watch it, you know. I watch one guy in particular and then I'll go back and I'll watch the other guy, you know what I mean? And then, um, I try to watch it as a fan, like what, what, you know, what would a fan see that, you know, um, but honestly, like, you know, I, I didn't see anything that stood out, but I'm sure like every time if I watched it again, I could find something. And then if I watched it another time after that, I could find something. It's just, you know, the, the initial first time I was, uh, looking, um, just trying to watch it through everybody else's eyes. You know what do, I mean? Do you think, yeah, I do. But uh, even then, like, do you think they had good chemistry? Um, I do. I do. It, it looked, um, it looked, it looked smooth, man. You know what I mean? Like, I do think that, that it, uh, it came off. Um, it, I mean, to me, it was like watching, uh, uh, What's his name? Janela reminds me of Janela, right? Because yeah. I'm not familiar yeah, with a lot of these new guys. Um, he reminds me a lot of of Jericho back in the day. You know, the uh, like the Lionheart type of Jericho. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, um, and we all know how good you know he was and how good he still is. I am um, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. I I thought it was. It was good, you know. I, I think that it was like uh, it was intense. You know what I mean? They really at, at some points in there, they really looked like they were, you know, fucking each other up. I think uh, 
in the beginning, uh, Moxley actually did get a get a cut above his eye, right? He was even yeah. bleeding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where where they that exactly came from. I don't know if it was from the dive we uh, uh, when Janela uh, did the dive. Uh, off the right. ladder. Holy shit, that oh thing off the God. ladder. Totally. Oh, oh no, God. that was later on. I'm talking about like right in the very beginning. But yeah, the dive off the ladder. Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. It was like a it was it had everything. It had all the all the components of of a good match. Um shit looked real. You know, that's what I like about Moxley, man. He, his shit looks real. He knows how to sell, he knows how to deliver, he knows how to you know, lay shit in there or at least make it look like he, he does those fucking knees, you know, where he's got the guy uh, bent over and he's doing those, uh, those like knees to the face. And I mean, oh, that shit yeah, looks, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to a fan, that shit looks like he's getting them in the face. I really don't know how he does it looking at, you know, it looks so good without hurting somebody. I mean, that, that, that is what a real good professional wrestler is that, you know, he's doing something like that. And, and and you can't imagine he's making it look so real yet it's it's not kicking him in the face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. A- any other takeaways before we move on to the next match? Um, just the creative ideas of like you know taking off the guy's shoes and then you know I mean <laughs> I, nobody Fuck. ever did that before. You know what I mean. And as soon as no. he started doing it, man that's that's creative you know what i mean like uh and that's that's a definitely moxley's idea i just know that that had to have come from his sick head um and and the crowd started going nuts as soon as he started to untie those shoes <laughs> you know true. what i mean yeah and and then they and then they kind of like uh you know they teased it at first you know and then when they finally when he finally you know landed on the tax with his bare feet man they went nuts so they did it that was a very good creative idea that's never been done before. And it got the reaction that, you know, that we, that we all expected. I've got a, a random question. Uh, when Mox showed up in new Japan, he was in the longer trunks, but, and he's got the elbow pads, knee pads, but he was in the old school, high school wrestling, ASICs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, obviously you've, you've probably experienced those before. What's the difference between those and like, you know, the boots that Cody wears? Um, well, like regular, uh, like the ASICs, like collegiate wrestling type shoes. Yeah. 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 Um, I, in my, uh, when I first started training, I bought a pair of those to just train in, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, there, there's no soul to them. They're very, uh, very lightweight and thin on the bottom. You know, it's almost like being barefoot. Yeah, they're and, ninja shoes. You can sneak up on anyone yeah, in those shoes. But I tell you, man, every time that you take a body slam and your heels fucking hit. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh. So I remember I remember learning the hard way that I got to train in some. I mean, regular sneakers are better than training in those because, like, yeah. my heels got all swollen. And, uh, yeah, anytime that you're, you know, whether it's a body slam or, or a suplex, you know, when your feet come over – if you spike your heels, which, you know, that kind of taught me to place my feet differently too, so that I don't spike my heels. Um, but still, you know, wrestling boots are, uh, are, are a little, you know, thicker on, on the soles for a reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and when I saw Boxley at the uh, the FSW show, he was wearing uh, trunks and the ASIC shoes. Um, so I don't know if that was just because it was uh, like an MMA versus wrestler type show, and he, yeah. was, you know, but um, yeah, it's like he's kind of switching uh, back and forth. I I kind of liked what he was wearing um, at the. Uh, uh, with the long, with the long pants, they're like, they're not tights, but they're not. Yeah. The, 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 the long, not. the longer trunks, like, uh, they're, sure. they're like, like skin hugging boxers. Yeah. But, but they were long. They were, uh, like pants. Oh, like, oh, oh I, was, I was thinking new Japan. You're talking about those oh, awesome pants. He's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, uh, like, okay. So there, there's, uh, uh, so that's like three different things that, you know, difference, uh, in, in his ring gear. Because, well, uh, uh, and, and I mean, it, it beats fucking them putting him in a goddamn pair of jeans and a tank top to wrestle in at WWE. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was the one thing I didn't like, you know, I didn't <laughs> like that. I, I always liked the character and I liked him, but I was like, what do they, what do they got him looking like a guy that just like, you know, works at a gas station. Every yeah. time I remember <laughs> you know? the first time I saw him it was the first time I ever went to a show. I had no idea I'm, who he was before that. And I was like, I, that's my I'm guy right there. I'm taking over the. I'm taking over the story right now. Mach, <laughs> Mach, I wish you'd have been there. I wish you'd have been there. It was his first Raw. Uh, me and my buddy uh, Josh, because we've got a club called Josh Rules. We're like, he's like, we we got hammer drunk in the fucking parking lot. We killed a we killed a pint each in the parking lot. Walked in, met up with Josh. Uh, primetime players come up, and Colin looks at me, and he's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Because we're doing the primetime dance, and I'm yeah. like, "We're doing the primetime dance," and then. And then uh, Ambrose comes out and Colin starts tapping me on the shoulder. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> Why is he wrestling in jeans? And I'm like, because that's that's Ambrose, dude. He's the lunatic fringe. He's like, that's my guy. And the match hadn't even <laughs> fucking started yet. <laughs> hadn't even started yet. I and was that like, always could, been his guy. I couldn't <laughs> identify with anybody I'd been looking at. I, there was what was it? They had that pre. They had that pre-show guy, We the People, who apparently was from oh, like Pawnee or Je- Perry. Oh. Or he's from Perry. He's from You're Perry. I'm a Jack Swagger. And, and he's, he's from Perry. I, I graduated uh, with Jack him Swagger? actually. OU. And yeah. oh, okay. And he got defeated. And like I'm looking at. I looked. Oh, you know what? What else did we have? We had John Cena and Seth Rollins that night. We had. Uh, we had the. Uh, Oh, what was the big deal with the uh, what was Bray Wyatt's crew back then? I forget. Uh, dude, it was it was it was Bray Wyatt in the, the yeah yeah the no, it was, it was Bray, or whatever. The, and the the Wyatt family, the came Wyatt in. family, and I'm like, I'm like I can't dude, turn identify with on. any of those people, <laughs> but that guy, I could I could be that guy. I could work <laughs> out, and I could be that guy. He's wearing jeans. He's not shaving his legs. I was like, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, so there yeah, you go. I, That's one of the reasons I like him so much. I keep up with him I, because I'm like, I could, I could maybe pull that off. I don't know. I, I like his uh, the character that he is. Uh, uh, like he was at. Jeez, uh, uh, why do I keep on? Uh, I can't remember anything. Uh, no, no, at uh, at AEW, but the first show when I saw him, you know, oh, yeah. with the Moxley, yeah, you know, the long pants and the and the and the. Oh, jacket, yeah, you know, that said Mox on the back and, you know, like that looks edgy. That looks like, yeah. you know, that looks like him. You know what I mean? It that does. Whole, like, You're right. 
Yeah, it's way more yeah. him than anything else we've ever seen. Yeah. Anything else before we move on to the next match, Mach? Um, nope. I think we're done uh, talking about uh, Dean Ambrose's, or uh, I'm sorry, John Moxley's uh, wardrobe. <laughs> it was it was killer wardrobe. You're, you're right. It did look edgy. But uh, yeah. we, let's, uh, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks versus Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and the Laredo Kid. Now, Laredo Kid was selected specifically from a triple A. Uh, uh, in Mexico. And I remember a lot of my buddies were like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, I don't know. This is fucking look him up. We looked him up and like, holy shit, like everything that was about him. Okay. I could see him being within the caliber to at least stand in the shadow of Pentagon. Um, and young bucks, just a little bit of trivia here. They came out cause it was a uh, fighter fest is actually a video game competition for like fighting games that they just happen to have. Uh, the wrestling match at because Kenny Omega is really into video games and has done different conventions like that because he just wants to participate and, you know, get the extra the extra shoulder rub to get to play with someone cool because, you know, he, he deserves it. And he's the one one of the guys that pushed for this. Now, uh, his ring gear didn't show up on time. That was part of the intro uh, in, in the uh, early parts was that he couldn't find his gear. There was a problem with his gear. His gear actually didn't show up, and which really bums me out because uh, we were trying to figure out who he was supposed to be because the Young Bucks came out. Uh, Mach, I don't know if you're familiar with Street Fighter from back in the day, the video game. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, the Bucks were Ken and Ryan, and – I was thinking, who who the hell was – he had to have been – I was thinking Baraka. Uh, you remember the, the, the green guy that would electrocute himself? Yeah. Uh, but they, they had to they had to Frankenstein some some gear for him and, and dye his hair. Um, anything in particular that stood out uh, immediately to you when that match started? Well, see, I didn't I didn't know the whole uh, the whole video game deal. I didn't know that you know until you said it. Um, you know, that, uh, the bucks were like the street fighter guys. Now, you know, now I'm, I remembering the, uh, the street fighter, uh, the red pants and the white pants. And, uh, but you know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a video game guy. And Me neither. so, <laughs> Me neither. um, I, I was just, you know, the only thing that I noticed was like, why is, why is Omega's hair pink? You know, I was like, I, okay, maybe that's just. I, I didn't get any type of, uh, you know, video game reference or, um, I, I think, you know, I, I spoke about this the last time, um, the, the type of match that they do, um, oh, you know, yeah, the young yeah. bucks, um, it is very video game. It looks like you're watching a video game. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's entertaining, uh, it's, um, it's, they're, it's very, they're doing the high flying stuff. I mean, like the, the, it's a hybrid Lucha type, you know, brawler American wrestling with Lucha, heavy Lucha influence. Uh, did you ever do any Lucha or, or experience that? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> no, I, I was, you know, I, I'm more of a old school 
type of uh i mean i you know i've gone to the top rope do a moonsault here and there but you know nothing like nothing like that you know back and forth um like one move after another i i just i have a problem with uh like you know like we said uh the last time it's like it's like watching uh it's like watching a really uh uh cool like uh circus show that's how i feel you know um it's it's entertaining and and the athleticism is is amazing and I respect what they do, but I grew up on wrestling looking like a, a contest and you know in those matches it's like I can't I can't watch it like it's a wrestling match I could only watch it as like oh here comes a cool move and you know um, and it's not a, it's it's it, to me it doesn't look like a contest at all it just looks like one person doing a cool move and, you know, everybody kicking out of like the most, uh, you know, extreme shit. Um, uh, I know I sound like I'm like shitting all over them, but I know, I, I mean, you know, no, I don't think so at all. They're, they're great at what they do. I just, you know, I just feel like wrestling, like wrestling is supposed to look like wrestling, you know, it's supposed to look like a, like a contest. Uh, and, it just looks too hokey. You know what I mean? It's like, you, I could only watch it as, uh, like, like a circus uh, sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times like, you know, the timing was a little off. And so it's like one guy is standing there, like just waiting for that, that move. You know what I mean? Yeah. The moves are amazing, but everything's got to be in place. So if one guy is, you know, a little early with something, you know, I forget what part of it was. I mean, it probably happened a few times where, um, you know, it was like, uh, oh, that was it. Um, you know, it was like uh, he's waiting for the guy. And so he's just like standing there. You know what I mean? And it's like, OK, like it's a little too long, you know. That that's interesting because I actually have a tally mark through the entirety of a fighter fest of 11 Boshes. And six of those are from the Young Bucks match. Botches? Yeah, yeah. Botches, like, totally. like, 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 and and not not like we're not blatant, like where where someone swings and misses the chin, and this that guy still throws himself. I'm talking <laughs> miss miss time things where like you just for one brief second you saw him waiting for it, just like Mach just said, like yeah, he yeah, stood yeah. there for one whole second too long, enough for people that know what to look for to see that he's waiting for it and then he sells it, which is fine. Yeah. It happens a lot. But but I like your point, Monch, about that because I, I love the video game style. I love the Lucha style. I love the high flying. I, I, I want to see a show. But at the same time, though, you really resurrected something in me from back in the day from work the goddamn limb. You, you know when you're watching Cesaro, he's got that tape on it, on his on his shoulders. And why aren't they just pounding that in the dirt? Yeah. But they're not. Oh, but yeah. they're not. Like the the like the 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 tape to to help the muscles. All that, or when they go out with like a bandage on, uh, that if if you're not, if that's not a hit here, um, why are you even doing it? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a bullseye. I mean, I it's yeah. It just makes sense oh, if you see somebody. Yeah. You know, if somebody's knee is taped up, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go for the weakest body part? You know doesn't even you know but those those types of matches like i mean it's 
it's got to be hard to pull off um, doing all that, <clears throat> all the high flying stuff. And um, right, we're not shitting uh, on him. Yeah, I mean, you know, but uh, you know, it's going to be impossible for the timing to be perfect every single time. But but then it looks, you know, it, it looks so hokey, and and it's like, you know, it's it is very video game ish, and I don't know if that's what they're trying to accomplish, but it's like. Um, you know, you give somebody a, a pile driver from the top rope and then they kick out of it, you know, yeah. and then and yeah. then it's like and then they get the right up. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I saw let me see what someone stood out. Uh, I think it was Kenny Omega took um, he took something like really drastic and then he got up just to take the next move and. I'm not shitting on him because I know Kenny Omega could wrestle the fuck out of me. You know what I mean? He's, uh, it's just like, it's that style match that that's what it calls for, you know, take this pop up so I could do this. And, uh-huh. you know, it, you, to me, you, it's like, do, do you think that's a, uh, residual effect from working strong style that no sell shit from Japan? Or was that something that he should have sold? Um, I think you should sell everything, you know, I don't think that you should ever take a huge, I mean, like, I I mean, especially a a move that looks like it uh, could kill you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You land on your head and you pop right back up to, you know, to meet the guy for the next move he's going to do that to me is like very, very, you know, cartoonish, very video game ish, you know? And, and I guess that's a, that's a particular, uh, type of wrestling now, you know? Um, but it's just not my, it's not my cup of tea, you know? But, but that, that doesn't make you a dinosaur though. Like, and I, 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 and and forgive me if I'm wrong, when you say that, I, I feel like you're, you're in some way saying that you're not liking the new music that's coming out because it's not like the old music, but that's not the, that's not how it works with wrestling. You're used to real, real wrestling and real selling and, and, and keeping kayfabe alive. And one of the things that really stuck out to me and and Colin, you were there when we met juice Robinson and Rocky Romero on the streets of, of, uh, on the streets of new Orleans, I asked him for a photo and I said, Mr. Rocky Romero, Mr. Juice, I'd like a photo. Like, yeah, we did. We were about to take a photo and all of a sudden juice took a step step back. He's like, hold on. Can't be in this photo. Japanese kayfabe. And I'm like, Uh, say no, say no more. Say no more in in Japan. It, like uh, if they were against each other, even though they were like best pals, they wouldn't even be caught dead eating together at a McDonald's, <laughs> let, al- l- let alone being friends on the street trying to catch a bus. Mm-hmm. And and much man, like I-, I love your perspective because you're you still love kayfabe. Yeah, I mean it. I mean we all know it's it's dead, you know, but. But why not? What's that? But why not? Why not try try to keep it alive as much as you can and protect your product? I mean, you protect and and from your perspective, from what you do versus who you've you and I we've talked about, it's important to you. Yeah. Oh, you know, I am very old school, and um, I just I kind of liked it better when. Uh, I guess it's just like, like the kid in me, you know, I liked it better when, uh, 
when I really thought that this guy hated this guy. And, you know, I remember, I think the very, very first time that I kind of knew that, that, you know, guys weren't really uh, good guys and bad guys and they really hated each other in real life is uh, when I found out that, uh, that uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and uh, the Iron Sheik got arrested for uh, doing cocaine in, in their rental car. They got pulled over <laughs> and, uh, and they were feuding at the time. Yeah. So that was like, I, I didn't get it. I was totally like confused by that. I was a kid, you know, and I'm like, but they're, wait, first of all, they're wrestlers. They're doing drugs. Like wrestlers don't do drugs. They're athletes. Well, like, believe me, I didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, but the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, they're wrestling every night. They hate each other. You know, this guy stands for America. and This guy is all, you know, hates America and he's all about Iran. And I, I was like real confused by it. So that was like the first time that like kayfabe was kind of broken to me. But uh, I'll tell you, um, when I was down at OVW, I was down there um, in 2000, 2005 to 2007, and uh, they kept kayfabe alive there, down there, that um, that the uh, the good guys and the bad guys could not be seen hanging out together, even if they were best friends. If they were, you know, one was a good guy and one was a bad guy on TV there, uh, they uh, they would get fined. They would, they wow. would you know, because I think... Uh, Cornette was down there at the time, you know, Cornette's very old school and, uh, and that's the way fuck that it that was. What, what's that? <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> have a, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, not too fond of that guy. Yeah. I don't have a problem with him. I don't, I've, I've, I'm, I've I'm sure, I'm sure he's got a good side to him, but he said a lot of stuff and demonstrated a lot of, a lot of his, uh, core values that I, I simply don't stand for. And, I'm glad you brought him up because Cornette is not about intergender wrestling. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Well, right. He's not, he's not about intergender wrestling and he's not about Nyla Rose. And this is something that's going to be really touchy on. And, and I, I want our listeners to understand all of us. And you know, it's, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm scared to talk about this because this is something that needs to be talked about. But we can't just be the guys that are like, oh, I can say the N-word because I've got two black friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though, a lot of my best friends are gay or transgendered, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I like that the fact that they're being themselves. But mm-hmm. I have well, – I want to talk about Nyla Rose. I feel like AEW might have painted themselves into a corner because they're doing something that's never been done. God bless them for doing that. God bless them for doing that. Way to give someone a chance that is like Sonny, uh, Nyla. You're giving people a chance that in 1982, if you were openly gay backstage, unless you're being raped by uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Why is it spacing out of my name right now? And you, you know who I'm talking about. Um, it was not okay, but now it's the social environment is that you have to be okay with it, and if you're not, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and and I hate the fact that you can't express that fact. And 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 we talked about this earlier. Joe Rogan uh, was talking about this. He he had the balls to say, "Hey, I'm all about intergender anything, LGBTQ, you name it. Some of my best friends, just like I said, and I mean it. But <clears throat> if but if you're gonna if you're a 250 pound black man, 
that decides he wants to be a woman and then starts wanting to wrestle women. Um, I don't think that that's really something that should be put in the history books that you're shattering all these women records. And I mean, now the Rose can wrestle. Don't get me wrong, but that match, they fed him two little Barbie girls and he destroyed them. And then an awkward roll up and he did the job or I'm sorry, forgive me. She did the job. And and I'm not trying to be a jackass. I, it was an accident, a slip of the tongue. Uh, do you guys care to chime in? Well, I think in this day and age that um, I do think that they're probably trying to reach that community, trying to, uh, you know, get fans from that community, um, which is, you know, that's fine. You know, you want to reach out to everybody. That's that your that's your job. You know what I mean? To uh, to get as many followers uh, and fans as possible, um, because you know, if it was the other way around, where let's say uh, that they discriminate, let's say that they that they turn down um, the uh, the opportunity to 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 use somebody like that, they'd get a ton of heat for that. Right. You know. They would, they would, they would, uh, they would really get uh, shit on for, you know, for discrimination. So it's uh, it's touchy because, um, you know, it's kind of like I agree. Like, I you can't you can't put a man into a women's match just because they they think of themselves as a woman. Now it was like you remember <clears throat> it was like. Uh, maybe a few years ago where, uh, where transgender, um, uh, transgender people were, uh, you know, they were going into the women's bathrooms, you know, public, uh, women's yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. And it was a big problem because, you know, they identified themselves as a woman. So it was okay for them to go in there, but mm-hmm. no, not really, because it's still, a man and uh you know people were like if my daughter's in the bathroom i don't want a man in the bathroom you know what i mean so and that's okay to not want that mm-hmm. and at the same time though man it's such a touchy subject I, i'm worried that they, I, i'm worried that they've painted themselves into a corner that if they can either really knock this out of the park and really get nyla just so over or they're going to fuck up and the community, the LGBTQ community is going to realize like, or, or think maybe they're profiteering off of this and are using them. Mm. And, and that's something that scares me because I don't want Nyla Rose to be used. I, I, I want her to be absolutely revered and, and, and to really get over, kick some fucking ass. But at the same time, though, at Fighter Fest, she's fighting two girls that are like a foot shorter than them and, and like probably 60 pounds lighter and doing some moves these girls couldn't possibly do. I mean, obviously, it's a work. Obviously, it's a situation where we're putting on a show. But would you much would you put up with this if you're betting in Vegas against a transgender uh, MMA fighter? Versus a woman that was born a woman? Um, no, I mean, 
I don't want to say anything to offend anybody, but at the end of the Agreed. day, Agreed. you know, it's, it's a man. Okay. Like, uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's the muscles are there. The yeah. It's a man. It's a man who mentally, um, identifies themselves as a woman, but it doesn't change the fact that, uh, that it's a man. It was born a man. It has the muscularity of a man. It has, uh, Skeletal well, structure, skeletal and, structure, testosterone. But right. Can I ask yeah. this? What about Please. hormone therapy? Does that change anything? Does it that reduce does, anything? It does um, in a lot, lot of ways, but not. It's not going to diminish your muscle and skeletal structure to okay. a point where it would be, in my opinion, uh, any way make you equal to the skeletal structure and muscular structure of a woman, your same size and your same weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, when a man, uh, takes estrogen to become a woman, it's going to help them. They're going to grow breasts. They're going to, uh, you know, their voice is, uh, is going to not be, um, as deep mm-hmm. just like, um, you know, if a, if a woman, <clears throat> okay, well, here's a good analogy. Um, okay, let's, Let's say a woman uh, got uh, on a whole bunch of uh, testosterone. You know what I mean? She was like a like a dude. You know, Um, you know, would it be okay to to put her into into the guys' matches? You know what I mean? Whether she calls herself transgender or not, would it be you know? um, It's still a woman. You know, you're talking you're talking about China. China was. China was on serious steroids. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, so let, yeah, there's a good example, and, and she was wrestling guys. But see, back then it was a different time. You know, I mean, back then, and and and, but she was a woman. You know, she was yeah. a woman. She just it's it's really hard to uh, to to touch on this because it's something that's so something that's so uh, new. You know. Agreed, uh, and we're just three guys that grew up in a, in in an environment where that wasn't okay. It's okay with me. I mean, I remember growing up that like you couldn't say fag, or well, now you can't say that word. And but like at the same time, though, uh, when someone called me a fag when I was a kid, they weren't calling me a gay person. They were calling me you're just being a little pussy. Like like, but yeah, that, 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 that's neither here nor there. China I'm not even wasn't sure you're allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, and, and China wasn't saying that she was wrestling as a man. She was just wrestling with the men and getting over. Uh, all I'm saying is is that we're three men that grew up in a in a in a different environment and obviously all of us love all our friends that are transgender and want them to succeed, but but in a sporting environment uh, it's. I feel like there's a, a a different divide there because if if muscular, skeletal, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, though, if if I don't if I don't cheer for this person, am I a piece of shit, dude? Yeah. Who's your character? Who's your Who's your heel? Who's your Who's your face? It does, you know. How are they pushing this character? How are they pushing her? Is she is she the bad guy? Is she the good guy? Is she beating up the you know Kylie Ray? Is she beating up uh, the cute one? I mean, it's like how long can they do that kind of thing? You've got a guy that what's let let me or let me go in here and look at this. You've got a you've got a person who 
outweighs everybody that's that's five seven and one sixty nine. And, and native. And native. Well, the, uh, but that's unfortunately neither here nor there and where I'm getting at. But like you've got a sorry, person sorry. that came from this weight class fighting young women who are shorter and smaller. How long can you push a character doing that before you're starting to say this is a heel character? And in that and then what is it that you're see, saying about these I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, so you've got Awesome Kong going up against her. You want to see these two you want to see Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss? It doesn't make any sense. Can one of them actually take the other person down? You want to see Nia Jax versus Nyla Rose? Yeah, these are big characters. This is something that we can make sense out of. But at the at the end of the day, it's still sports entertainment, professional wrestling. I want Nyla to kick some ass. Uh, but I just want to just address the elephant in the room. I think that they just need to. I I understand, and I think that they just need to make sure to bill her uh, on cards that make sense for somebody in her weight class. Because you don't put a welterweight Perfect. up against a heavyweight when you're Perfect. when it's when it's sports. But in sports entertainment. You can put five feet of fury against the immovable force, Agreed. and it freaking works. Because Agreed, you want to see that. You can. You all, we all want to see Andre the Giant. We all want that. We want to see all of those guys take down the thing that's impossible to defeat. You know. Uh, agreed, and I, I just don't want to. I just, I, I just want to show my support, but at the same time, I don't want to be the 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 grandpa at at Christmas dinner talking about my uh, granddaughter's little friend, and ignoring the fact that that's her wife. <laughs> yeah, that's always an uncomfortable. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm just. I guess what I'm trying to say would you is say I'm that worried dinner would be noteworthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just help. I'm just saying I'm worried that my from what I was brought up in is going to make me look like an asshole or a piece of shit or a racist homophobe or whatever you want to call it. I don't the think you're they, alone the in concerning yourself with that. The, the, the way they stack it about it. What 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 it boils down to is I support Nyla and I just want them to do it right and not to exploit the situation. It's really Mark, hard to you, do anything right when you're on the bleeding edge of progress, prog- progress or progression, you know? It's hard to know what's right when it hasn't been done before. So right. you just got to be careful. They just they just got to, you know, tread carefully and try things and see what works and if it if it doesn't work, don't bury it. Acknowledge the fact that hey, this didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, so we're gonna try something different. But I think uh, one thing is is for sure, it's a good thing that it's happening at AEW. Oh, damn right! It seems like because they're smart over there. It seems like they're smart. They know what they're doing. They have wrestling minds behind you know everything that they do. Um, you know, if if Vince got a hold of her, they they'd fuck it up. They'd do something. Yeah, ridiculous. They'd either, you know, they do something uh, offensive by accident, or they would do something, uh, you know, just comical and, and ridiculous. Or and and it would, you know, and then it would be done. They they would they would just do something where they 
they can't do anything else with it, you know, like you were saying. Exactly, exactly. The way they exploited the fact that Lita cheated on Matt Hardy with Edge and they just said, fuck it, let's just put it in the story and made these people like like feel their own pain in on television. That's bullshit. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, I just they hope did that a lot. Right. Well, they did yeah, it they in China and Stephanie and tri- yep. Triple H too. I mean, it's... yeah, they're doing they're doing it with fucking right now with uh, uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Oh man, that's yeah, oh, that's really? a bad direction to go. I haven't I haven't think I didn't think it was a good idea as soon as I started seeing them like playing together on screen. Because Becky, seriously, what is it? How long is she really going to be the hot property? You know. Not that long. I've I've seen since I've been watching wrestling. I've seen Seth maintain, and I've seen no woman maintain her stature, other than maybe Charlotte. And they still don't, don't. Uh, she's still not one hundred percent all the time. I, I want to see Charlotte go for the Universal Championship. That'd be badass. Like I would, I would totally dig that. Yeah. I would love to see a woman have the Universal Championship or, uh, you know, get it. Just, hey, why are, why are, yeah, I get there. There should probably be gender belts, gender related belts. I bet the you there will be. Yeah, I, mean, I hope so. Yeah. There will be. Well, I mean, we've got women's tag team. We got men's tag team. We got the, uh, you know, the SmackDown women's champion, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, there should just be some belts that don't have genders attached. So, and wait a minute. If somebody is uh, transgender, then, then okay, so then they're like, even though they're a man, but they they uh, they relate to themselves as a woman. Then doesn't that kind of mean that they're they're both? So wouldn't they be able to like uh, compete as a man and a woman? I can see Vince uh, explaining the living shit out of that. I don't uh, think you should do that. I don't think that should be done. I think I don't if think AEW that should be done is, is going to do I don't anything think it be done right, either. they should have. They should have titles that can be accrued by anybody. Well, uh, as we wind down, guys, uh, much uh, we've taken a lot of your time tonight. Is there anything uh, you want to add to the story before we let you go? Uh, no, man. I, I I'm just kind of <laughs> like I, you know, I gotta say I, I don't discriminate against anyone. You know, I hate everyone equally. <laughs> and uh, no, actually, I have a my brother's gay. I actually have a brother that's gay. Um, so, you know, I don't give a shit what people, uh, my thing is do whatever the fuck you want, as long as it's what makes you happy and don't try to, um, the only thing that ever gets me mad is when somebody tries to like, uh, convert you, you know, but I feel the same way about religion too. It's like, don't, don't come and try to make me believe what you believe. Just leave me the fuck alone and let me believe, you know, what I want to. Yeah, so, force you to force you to to like all of a sudden you have to like how much of your lifestyle do I have to change my life to make you happy? Like right. all of a sudden I got to change my pronouns. All of a sudden, oh, like I, I, I'm still friends with you. I, I said the wrong pronoun. All of a sudden I'm a piece of shit. Oh yeah, that sucks. I mean the world is just changing, man. It's like and I mean I I guess this was gonna happen at some point. You know what I mean? It's like. It's it's part of the world. It's part of the, the um, you know American culture. It's just it's not it's not as taboo and it's not as uh, you know it's it's so much more out there that I mean 
you kind of you kind of had to figure it at, at some point this was going to happen, whether it's in wrestling or whether it's in whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I do, man, and and uh, we re- we really appreciate your uh, input and everything, and your time and your effort, and obviously just putting your body on the line for us. And uh, much thank you so much. Uh, how do we find you on uh, online? Well. Uh, just, uh, well, you know, I told you about the whole thing with Facebook. Uh, well, I guess this is where the cat comes out of the bag, but, uh, well, 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 much, no, 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 no cat out of the bag. Much. Oh man is fully activated. We can find you. Well, no, but you know what? They, they did it again to me. You know, I didn't oh, tell you. Uh, yeah. When did that well, happen? It, the, the page is up, but it's not under much. Oh man, because they wouldn't let me use that name because it's not a real name. Like, I guess, you know, it, it has to be. Um, but it has to be the name that you go by in your regular, in your regular, you know, your real given name, or at least sound like it. Um, because I have, I have a Facebook page under my, my wrestling name. It's not under my given name, but it sounds like a real name. You know what I mean? So I guess they yeah. just figured that Mach O Man was not a, you know, a given name. Um, but, um, still on, uh, on uh, Instagram and on Twitter, um, it's jeez, uh, I don't even know because I'm still not Macho Man M O T C H space O M A N N. Yeah, I think if, if you just uh, if if you Google that or something, you could find me. Uh, it just won't <laughs> be on. It just won't be on Facebook. I you know I don't even know like because it's not the same on all of them. You know what I mean? That the handle on on Twitter is different from the one. I try to make them all the same, but you know, sometimes you have to add like a bunch of numbers because it's already been taken or whatever like that. So I think if you put in that, it'll, it'll direct you. Um, and, uh, unfortunately the Facebook isn't under that name, but, uh, it still might come up. Um, because I think there's some, some mention with that name, but it's just not the name that is, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the page itself, if that makes any sense. No, perfect sense, man. And we, we appreciate your time. Uh, we're going to let you go for the night, but don't hang up because we want to say goodbye. We're going to end the recording. But Colin, you got anything to add? No, man. I, yeah, uh, everybody take a look look at Macho Man. And, uh, Macho Man, yeah. Dude, yeah, check this, check this gentleman out. He's, and, uh, he's out there. I just want to say, I want to tell everybody that I am in no way claiming that I am somebody. I'm not saying that I'm macho man. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm an impersonator. That's what I do. And uh, I'm the best in the world at it. And uh, I do it as a tribute to my favorite wrestler uh, growing up. And uh, I'm just fortunate enough that I am able to do a great impression and then I happen to look like him when I get into gimmick so I don't want anybody to take any offense and think that uh, this is some kind of a you know a mockery or uh, anything um, uh, offensive or uh, you know insulting this is all you know a tribute to you know the, the, the wrestler that made me want to be a wrestler which God I was God bless Randy Savage Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God bless God bless Miss Elizabeth. Yes. 
And, uh, and uh, we can talk next time about why she's not in the Hall of Fame, and we can go on and on about that because that pisses me off too. <laughs> All right, we'll do that next time. But yeah. guys, this is dangerous. Over and out. Colin, hit stop on the recording. And Mosh, oh, don't hang yeah. up. Yeah, don't hang up.